0: everybody to be on the shadows i'm author ghostorian mike ricksecker as i've been seeing a lot more often lately author and researcher because we do a lot more things in the connected universe other than just ghosts and things that go bump in the night we are exploring all different kinds of phenomena throughout the entire universe Last week we got deep into shadow entities, we'll get into interdimensional beings, we'll get into the inner workings of how the universe works. We had a fantastic guest last night, Mark Fiorentino on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, uh, talking about all things relativity, uh, unified field theory, time travel, all that great stuff. You know I'm I'm huge on time travel, so we'll get into some of those things tonight. We're going to be talking about spirit communication tonight on this show, but first off, got to do this. This episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt help ghosts. And that is for our buddy, good friend Tim Schoen. So I believe most people uh here this evening are are well aware that our good friend Tim Schoen uh passed away yesterday. I found out about a half hour. Well, it was about an hour before the show went live, but a half hour before you know I connect with Victoria and get everything set up uh, for the show. And so, um, yeah, it was just devastating. It was like, oh my gosh, what in the world happened? The show had to go on. We did that. And we, we said some things about Tim at the end there. Um, but he was, he was battling a lot of stuff he's had health issues for a long time. He would had that surgery here recently. He was battling double pneumonia. Um, a few days ago, he was diagnosed with, with COVID. So it's just one thing after another. And, you know, his body gave out unfortunately he was a young guy so um it's he was such a huge supporter you know of yes of edge the rabbit hole of haunted road media of me um you know he he would share out my posts all the time he'd share out everybody post everybody's posts all the time Uh, but he would frequently call me his mentor which you know was was very humbling because i think we're all still learning in this field you know yeah I, I may be a little bit smarter than the average bear and i'm i'm doing a number of of things that maybe some others aren't or you know i I've, I've studied a little bit more here or there or whatever but overall we're we'll, we're still learning all of this um so for him to just say that was was you know quite humbling and you know i i was honored by that uh so you know we're still feeling his loss today of course I've seen all the posts out there on on Facebook social media Twitter um, you know even it's it's raining Zen uh, the shop there at Mineral Springs was posting about him today on uh, Instagram and also on Facebook so uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Tim last night when we we're talking about spirit communication because before I had found out, um, that he had passed and somebody had messaged me while I was on, on Sam's show last night. I uh, hadn't checked my messages yet when I went back into the bedroom, uh, after the show and was talking to, uh, Nicole and you know, I'm sitting on the bed and I think she was sitting on the side of the bed or maybe she was sitting in her chair at her, at her table. Um, and the lights were doing funny things. And it's like, okay, you know, what's, what's that? And Nicole had mentioned that, uh, you know, there was somebody new in the house and, you know, we have, we have a farmer spirit here and a, a woman from an older area, like maybe 1800s ish, you know, Victorian area. Um, and yeah, you know, they're, they're very nice. You know, we don't have any problems with them or anything like that. Um, but, but the lights are going and Nicole's like, there's, you know, I felt like there's somebody new in the house. So, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, I went back out to the living room to grab my phone. Uh, I had, did not have that with me in the bedroom. And I look at the messages. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? There was a, a person that did not recognize that sent me a, a message, but um, it said, just to let you know, Tim. And I was like, what Tim? And I know a couple of Tims. So, I I clicked into it and then, boom, there's the news. And then I went out to Tim's uh, profile and I saw all these posts and it was like, whoa, um, that was just, you know, mind blowing. And I know, uh, when I told Victoria, she just like, boom, you know, she was crushed. So, um, so yeah, you know, it it made us wonder, you know, was that Tim, uh, you know, before the show there, you know, coming to visit and during the show, um, about fifteen minutes before uh our our guest was set to leave so i guess about 45 minutes into the show right math um the the overhead light here went out now i change out the battery in the overhead light here before every show and i get a good you know three hours out of that battery but i got you know given You know, all the time, you know, was set up and all that stuff. You know, I got maybe a a little bit more than an hour out of it last night and boom, it went off. So, you know, kind of leads me to believe that Tim was hanging around for the show, hanging out with me in studio, Uh, you know, kind of a, a way to you know show his presence. So, you know, communicating in the bedroom with the lights saying, hey, you know, I'm here. Draining the battery here. Uh, the lights did some stuff, uh, some similar things uh, later on, and kind of you know, kind of similar to what I had done the first time around. And then after Nicole had gone to bed, um, she went to bed before I, and I came out, uh, you know, to the living room, and I'm doing some things. I, I I do a lot of project work at night, and i heard some moving around here between the studio and the kitchen, and. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what it was, so it's like, you know, it may just as well been Tim. And so this is, you know, a type of form of communication. Now, the, the moving around, walking, that just may have been him walking or moving an object or something. The lights would have been some sort of, uh, you know, communication to say, hey, I'm here. So that's what we're going to get into this evening is spirit communication. So, uh, you know, Tim, I know you're out there. You gave us the topic for tonight's Beyond the Shadows because I, I didn't, you know, as of last night, I didn't have a topic. You can, you could ask, you know, Nicole or Victoria because I mentioned it to, to Victoria as well that I didn't have a topic for Beyond the Shadows going into tonight. Um, which is actually one of the great things about making this the live stream on Wednesdays now is it gives me a little bit of extra time to go ahead and, and uh, set up Beyond the Shadows to devote a little bit more during you know, a day to it because when I was doing both of them back to back on Tuesdays, you know, I was splitting my time preparing two shows for one night and it wasn't really fair to either show. And I was killing myself to, you know, to do that. So, um, this will work out, uh, quite a bit better. So, um, Victoria Monday asks, do you think someone who just passed would know so quickly how to communicate? Well, I think, uh, what happens is you know they try they're just they're just trying stuff so you know, you hear a lot of um, stories about people who wake up in the middle of the night or maybe not even waking up in the middle of the night all of a sudden you know they they have a relative just walk into the room and they start having a conversation with them and then they find out that well you know that relative had had actually passed away and at the time that they had spoken there's there's no way that the conversation could have happened uh, so I think they're just trying different things um you know, especially with the way the the lights were kind of you know the the way they were flickering um it was kind of like okay let me try this let me try that because it was like a, a different this is a um, a light fixture that has like I don't know like six different little lights in it and they kind of sprawl out like a spider and so each one would flicker a little differently or at a different strength. Sometimes a couple of them would flicker. It was, it was different. Um, so I think that's just, you know, he's trying stuff. I think that's what happens is, you know, when somebody newly passes and they're trying to reach out and say, Hey, I'm here, uh, you know, I'm okay. And they don't know how to do that yet. So they just try stuff. So, um, all right. So given that the whole light thing, This is a way for, uh, you know, that some spirits will try to reach out, will try to communicate, not just in I'm here thing like with with Tim. And I think that's what it was with him. He was just saying, I'm here. Nice to see you, that sort of thing. Um, I've had an incident before several years ago. This is back when I lived in Oklahoma, in which. My kids thought that I had brought a spirit home with me, that I had had an attachment and something was now living in our house. And I never thought it was an attachment, uh, at least from the perspective of I'd gone out on an investigation and I'd brought something home because I was pretty cognizant of when something would try to follow me. I I could feel that. I could feel something behind me, and I'd turn around and say, You stay here you cannot follow me home and i would no longer feel the attachment then so it would it would listen and i think that's uh very important that when these attachments happen you need to you need to put that foot down you need to you know be very direct and say this is this is the way it is uh you know when people kind of waffle that's when the spirit's like, ah, you don't really mean it. There's an energy behind that. There's an energy behind your intent. And if your intent is spirit, you stay here, the spirit's going to stay there. So again, this light fixture in the living room, it was a fan. It was a ceiling fan. And sometimes it would just pop on. And the kids would say that, you know, it's one of dad's ghosts, you know, Some spirit dad brought home. I was like, no, 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 no. And I, you know, I would test it. I would, you know, play with the settings. It had a little remote control device. And I would try to see, okay, is there something with the remote that's popping it on, something with the light switch? You know, it it wasn't anything like that. Uh, What I thought it was, I thought it was my grandfather. Because he had recently passed away within a year of this happening. And there were different times that I could feel my grandfather around, there are different times that um I would get that scent of my grandparents' house and walk into like the my bedroom and all of a sudden, boom, that scent would hit me. I'd be like, Wow, okay, Grandpa's here. Yeah. So I always felt that that light popping on was him. And so there was this one day in which uh, it was just my son Cameron and I were home and uh, we were waiting to, to be picked up we were gonna to go to the movies and just a very limited time when this happened so light kicked on and I'm just like okay it fine if this is somebody that's trying to reach out to me that's trying to communicate to me you need to do better than that because this has happened many many times and I was at that point I was just like kind of fed up uh, because I was tired of getting accused of uh, you know, of this being something I brought home. So, you know, you got to do better than that. All of a sudden the light starts blinking, <laughs> blink, 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 blink. I, okay, now I'm impressed. So I went and got a digital audio recorder and I set it out, you know, and I just said, okay, if there is a message you have for me, since you, you have absolutely made your presence known now, what's the message? And so I I played or I recorded on the audio recorder until, you know, we had to go, which was, you know, grand total of about five minutes and listened back to that audio later on that evening. And there was an EVP on there that said, don't stay here anymore. A few months later, I was no longer living there. So, um, yeah, but I and it's a faint evp and i do like to say that it was my grandfather it's it's hard to tell whose voice it is honestly because it is quite faint uh but i believed it was him uh, i let my daughter listen to it because she was she was investigating with us a little bit at that time and you know she thought it was a man's voice so yeah i i still likened it to my grandfather i just you, you know a person's energy so um So uh, Connie Mayanecki is saying that uh, uh, her son, uh, late one of the nights, uh, within days after uh, he had passed away, he woke up to the fireplace on. Interesting, interesting. And, of course, always, uh, you know, sorry about your son. So uh, Victoria Monday commenting, here's a thought. By telling the spirit to stay here, you're putting out a form of energy, creating a barrier that's almost like the electric barrier fences you can use to keep the horses in a certain area of a field. Yeah, that's actually a, a better way to to state it. That you're putting an energetic barrier out there, to say, no, you know, you're not going past uh, this barrier. That that's a very good way to put it. Uh, you know, your your energy is creating that. So, it, speaking of my grandfather, so that's light phenomena. We're going to get into a lot of different things here with, with spirit communication. Uh, that's light phenomenon. It happens. But speaking of my grandparents, uh, dream visitations. Uh, I have had uh, dream visitations from my grandparents uh, really just the, actually the one time. Uh, it was before my grandmother had passed. Now the, the way the way our family basically sees what happened is my grandfather, my grandfather passed away. He stayed around for a while. He was visiting family members going from one house to another. Like I said, he visited me in, in in Oklahoma. He visited other family members in other locations. And when my grandmother passed and my grandmother would, would see him as well and have conversations. Uh, And then once my grandmother passed you really didn't hear from them anymore. It was like he was waiting around for her to pass, and then, boom, they went off together to the other side, or like that quote-unquote home world that, that I like to talk about. Well, not too long after that happened, it was maybe eh, maybe a couple years after, after she had passed, uh, I was going through a lot of there's a lot of terrible fallout from my divorce it was it was an ugly one and i had this dream one night that i was back in that house in oklahoma i was back in maryland at the time but i was in that house in oklahoma in this dream and we're packing things up you know it is it's basically like finally the day that this chapter is is getting closed um Without getting into detail, the the ex stayed in the house far too long than she was supposed to. But in this dream, we're packing things up. Like my, I remember part of the dream. My uh, my dad was out in the uh, the dining room foyer area of the house, and I believe my mom was in the living room somewhere. But people, you know, family members are packing things up and getting things out of this house. And all of a sudden, I notice, and I'm like cleaning. The, the counter bar area between the living room and the kitchen. And as I'm going down the bar, I notice there's my grandparents standing right in the middle of the kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God, my grandparents are here. So I run around and, you know, I'm hugging them. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you guys? It's great to see you. You know, and I'm just, I'm all asking them about how they are. And they're, they're basically like, it's it's okay. We're fine. We're We're fine. Uh you re- need to realize that you are going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm just kind of like, you know, blown out of the water uh with with this dream at that moment because I'm still asking them, How are you guys? Are you doing all right? You know? And they're just we're okay. You you need to know you are going to be fine. And so, you know, that was very comforting, very reassuring. Uh, To me, that was a true dream visitation. I have had a couple of other little dreams in which they've made an appearance, but it was so kind of, you know, different and off the wall that it was just, this is just imagery, not an actual uh, visitation. But that one right there was certainly a dream visitation that I had had from them. So there are times in which spirit can reach out to you from the other side and give you messages within your dreams. I absolutely believe in that because I know it's happened uh, to me. So um, this is from Victoria. Ghosts give marriage advice? Um, well, you never know. Um, they, they at least were very reassuring. And you could—I I haven't had that happen in a dream, um, but I imagined that— you could have a loved one come into your dream and, you know, give you some sort of advice or at least reassure you about a particular situation or even warn you that you know, there is a particular situation that you need to get out of. Um, you know, it's, you could try, you know, if, if you really want to try to manifest a dream visitation when you're going to bed at night, you could put energy into that, you know, hey, I have X, Y, or Z going on in my life. This loved one that had passed away always gave me fantastic advice in this area of my life. And I want to hear what that person has to say about it. So as you're going to bed, you meditate and concentrate and put energy into that so that you can try to manifest that within a dream. And you may be able to get a dream visitation out of that. With with mine, that wasn't what I was doing at the time. I had crashed out. But... I think because of all the stress that I was going through at that time, I think my grandparents felt compelled that we need to go talk to our grandson. Uh, He he needs some, some words from us. So uh, Nicole, what about daydream visitations? Um, I I suppose it could happen during daydream as well. Uh, You know, you know, people during the day do all, you know, all sorts of things with, uh, you know, with the spiritual plane. So, you know, people will astral project right in the middle of the day. Uh, you know, people will, uh, of course, see ghosts and spirits and what have you at any time of day. So, sure, why not during a daydream? Uh, you know, Sarah Youssef, do you believe that most types of famil- uh, familial spirit visitations are believed to help assist raise the intended recipient's vibration after experiencing the trauma of a close death? I think there's a lot of different reasons for uh, spirit visitations from family members. Could it be, you know, for uh, you know, for helping somebody through trauma? Absolutely. I mean, I believe that's what my grandparents are doing. It wasn't trauma from a death, um, but it was trauma elsewhere in my life. I mean, you could say death of a marriage. Uh, you know, death of a, a lot of things that had been in my life once before. Um, as far as uh, maybe consoling uh, somebody after they had just passed, like I said earlier, you see a lot of these uh, stories of where grandma had passed away but makes appearances to people kind of like a last goodbye, uh, maybe, to, maybe to console some people. You know, I know this is going to be hard. Here I am. It's all going to be okay. So you know, certainly uh, that exists too. So, all right, where's, oops, I just clicked off of my notes here. So that was dream visitations. We're going to get into some other aspects of, uh, you know, spirituality, and we'll get into psychics and things like that in a little while. I'm going to kind of segue here. I'll give this a hard break into, well, a number of us here are paranormal investigators, So I want to take some time to talk about some of the equipment that we use to try to communicate with spirit. Uh, You know, a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, watching this, are in this field. So let's talk about some of these different devices. And I do have videos out there on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel that kind of dive into all of my equipment. But just want to get here into specifically wants to communicate not just like capture an image or what have you so of course first and foremost we have the digital audio recorder i keep it in this little case and strap it to my arm Uh, this is and this is not sponsored but this is a little sony digital audio recorder this is pretty much my go-to for trying to capture evp and i've caught all sorts of uh, really interesting evps with this and you know i mean it's basic usage, you hit the record button, you, you walk around with the thing, uh, or sit in the dark. Why do we always sit in the dark? We sit in the dark. And you know, we try to communicate, uh, you know, ask questions and try to get a conversation going. there's a couple different things you could do. I mean, you could just leave it on the whole time uh, and see what you get later on. Or you could do what we call burst EVP sessions, which is you spend about 30 seconds asking a question. Uh, You ask your question, three of them, ask a question, wait 10 seconds for a response, ask another question, wait another 10 seconds, ask a third question, wait another 10 seconds, and then you click off and you listen back and see if you got an answer in there. If you did get an answer, well, your next three questions are based off of that particular response that you got. And so this is a burst EVP session. Uh, People also do a kind of quote-unquote real-time EVP. Uh, which is basically just you have headphones plugged into your digital audio recorder and you're listening to it. So basically it's amplifying the sound that's coming through here and feeding it directly into your ear so that you hear a little bit better the uh, potential voices that you may be picking up right on the spot. So, uh, So there's a couple of different ways to actually use the digital audio recorder on a paranormal investigation to try to communicate with, with spirit. And yeah, I've gotten some really, really interesting interactive uh, communication with using a digital auto recorder. And it's been a you know, primary tool when we're doing things you know on investigation, you're trying to find answers. Like when you're trying to deduce who or what is the spirit that's actually here. The case in Edmond, Oklahoma that I talk about all the time because I was featured on The Haunted, we investigated there many, many times because we're trying to deduce who the spirit that, that is there or entity that's there may actually be. Is it the spirit of the uh, former home homeowner's uh, father who committed suicide in the house? Is it the former homeowner? Or you know, is it some other entity that may have existed there before the home was built? And so... We discovered this through many, many different, many, many different means, but EVP was a primary tool in this deduction. So, uh, so uh, Victoria Monday, I've had visitations from the majority of my family right before they die. Is that a common thing, getting a heads up? That can certainly happen, that, you know, right around, because that's kind of, you know, a very energetic moment, you know, right as they're dying uh you know, that's when a lot of spirit comes through in both ways, not just the person that's dying, but also other relatives coming to visit them. So uh, loved ones uh, that they haven't seen in years and years and years may be coming to visit. They may even be, get visitations from relatives that they didn't even know. Uh, like my, on my mother's side, my grandfather's grandfather came and visited him he didn't know his grandfather, you know, he had just seen pictures and heard stories and he's in his hospital bed and his grandfather walks into the room. You know, so things like that'll happen too. So Sarah Yusuf, are there any particular frequencies that EVPs tend to be found on? Um, with with something like this, I mean, there's not a frequency to be set. Uh, you're just using, I mean, you're just recording straight, you know, sound onto a digital platform. Now, when you're using reel-to-reel, you actually tend to get uh, better results because the uh, the tape is is electrically magnetized. You know, it's electric magnetic magnetic tape, and so you actually get better results with it. The problem is the technology is old, deprecated, and to you know use a reel to reel tape and try to get it onto your computer and all that. It's a lot of pain and a lot of hassle. So most people just don't deal with it, but back in the day you actually got better results with it uh there are other tools that people use that in which you can set a frequency to try to get spirit communication Uh, one of the things that i actually tried a long time ago uh going along that line of thinking with frequencies was i actually tried to communicate with spirit using a guitar tuner Uh, you know the idea being if it is Speaking on a particular frequency than the needle it was a quartz based uh, Guitar tuner It was old old old-school one that you know the needle would move to a particular uh, frequency on that guitar tuner, so um, Didn't really quite work out. I don't think anything was really there that day that we were trying when I was trying to use I only tried it once Uh, But there was still the same kind of concept All right, so That's digital auto recorder. Um, The same thing can be said for your actual video camera. There are times that you will actually get your EVP on a video camera. This is one of my older ones. This is the one I actually caught the uh, shadow person at at the grade school on and the uh, the apparition there. Uh, So even though it's an older one, it worked pretty well. But you know, it does have a microphone on there, and sometimes you would will get an EVP here, even though your audio recorder might not, and it might be because you're in a different part of the room and you know the voice isn't strong enough to get to the digital audio recorder, but maybe the entity was standing right by the camera and the camera caught it. So one of the issues with being a paranormal investigator is all the time you spend you spend in review because you're going through you know multiple cameras not just the video but also the audio and you're going to be going through multiple audio recorders as well it's a lot of footage to go through you know if you're on a investigation for six to eight hours you're probably going through 48 hours worth of footage it's quite intense so uh carrie is in the house good to see you carrie uh, Rick Yaber, what kind of equipment would you recommend for me to use while at a historic site like Missouri State Penitentiary? Um, you know, I always just quick recommendation. I would highly suggest checking out uh, the Hunter Road Media YouTube video that I have on equipment for beginners. It kind of gives you the basics. So, you know, digital audio recorder. Of course, bring a flashlight for safety. Notepad and pencil. People always forget about notepad and pencil, but take notes while you're you're. Going through your investigation because later on you'll be going through audio and be like, well, yeah, there's something there, but was there something else going on at the time? And if you're keeping a you know, running notepad, you'll jot down what things are happening at that time, so you could do well that was going on at that time, so um, you know so it wasn't that. Uh, also, while you're using that tag it, so if you you know if you uh, have a stomach growl or whatever, you say oh that was my stomach, so you tag it. Uh, So, yes, you can also get EVP on the camera. Interesting thing that we have done before to try to get EVPs, and this is actually more of a disembodied voice. Uh, This is like the actual one photo I'm showing uh, throughout this tonight. So those listening to the podcast later, uh, I know that a lot of these things that I'm showing the live stream audience, you cannot see because I am actually showing objects. And then there is this photo which is of a fountain at the Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois, where we actually got water-based EVP off. Of. So this is a method that our friend Lee Ehrlich uh, has, I'll say that he developed, but basically he and his guys down there, the ghost pros in, in Florida, um, a number of them are deep-sea divers. And they've gone down into historic wrecks and have uh, observed paranormal activity happening down those wrecks. So they deal with the water a lot with something like a fountain, or you can set it up in a sink or a bathtub or what have you, you're listening for, uh, in between the lup, 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 lup of the water running, you can actually hear the voices. Now, we always talk about water being a great conductor of paranormal activity. Yeah, and you can actually hear it within the water. So it's really what it's doing is, is it's amplifying the voices that are being spoken by the entities that are there, and so uh, we have a great video called Voices of Mineral Springs and within this you hear us asking questions like, "Where are you from?" you hear the voice say "st Louis, how old are you thirty three it's clear as a bell. we are hearing this with our ears, even though okay it's you know, being recorded on camera or uh, you know it's being picked up by the the digital audio recorder we're hearing it with our ears in that moment so it's actually a distant disembodied voice yes we're we're catching that disembodied voice on our audio recorders but it it's a disembodied voice that we're actually hearing off the water it's absolutely fascinating way to be able to uh, speak with spirit in real time to be able to set it up take some work there at mineral springs we have a fountain at our disposal and you're not right next to the fountain either there's a hallway that goes down into that area where the fountain is at you need to be some distance away uh, to be able to to catch that so when you're using something if you set it up uh, on a sink or a bathtub or, or some something similar you're going to have to kind of play with how far away you are from the, the source of water uh, to be able to hear it clearly. Because a lot of times, like I said, it's in between like the lup, lup, lup. You get too close to something as big as a fountain and the actual volume of the water becomes too loud to actually be able to pick up the voices. But when you stand far enough away, the volume of the water isn't as loud and you're able to hear the voices. So absolutely fascinating uh, way to be able to talk with spirit in real time. So, um, yeah, Victoria would love to learn how to do that. Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, kind of trial and error and setting it up Uh, with Lee. I've had Lee on the show several times before, uh, and I can't remember exactly which one it was. It would be some years ago now where we had him on, and he was describing the method. He also talked about it when we had him speak at the Hunter Road Media Paracon, which, of course, we're not, uh, we're probably not doing this year. I don't want to say 100%, but I would say at least 95% not doing this year. So that's water-based EVP. I uh, Talked about disembodied voices. So, okay, some of these other devices that are out there, like ghost boxes. Um, I don't use the ghost box or the portal, which is basically just a speaker, and a guitar pedal with the ghost box plugged into it to basically drown out that white noise and, you know, give a kind of creepy, cool effect to the, well, voices that are coming through. But really, it's bits of radio chatter that are coming through. Uh, yeah, just to listen to a straight ghost box basically it gives me a headache to listen to the portal device. Well, I already know the clips that are coming through are... Is pretty much just the radio chatter I don't believe ghosts speak in radio and I know that's not a popular opinion with today's modern paranormal investigators because a lot of people do use the ghost box a lot of people actually rely on it there are you know people that are totally dedicated into ITC based devices and yeah I've I've heard some interesting stories and I've seen You know, people present, you know, answers to questions. Uh, You know, it was like a series of questions. And it's like, okay, that's, it's interesting. Maybe there's a little something there. Uh, I think, I will say you can get the spirit voices over the white noise. And I think that's a lot of where this originated, where you would have white noise machines or a television. And people would hear the voices coming through off the white noise. Now, that's a little bit different. Um, and I have it's an old I think it's an old inside the upside down uh, presentation on you know, how a radio works as opposed to just the white noise. So with the radio, you, you have your transceiver in there that's taking the actual radio signal, which is a specific uh, wave uh, frequency that comes into the radio, the transceiver decodes that and then sends it out to the speaker. Like I said, I don't believe ghosts speak in a radio signal. (laughs) I don't believe it's on that wavelength. Um, But the speaker itself, that's just electricity. At that point, it's just electricity going through that line to the speaker. So I believe that's possible through the white noise because it's just electricity at that point. So a voice through the white noise, yes. Through the ghost box via a radio signal, no. And then there's also the idea that some people postulate, because this thing is cycling through 13 channels a second. So people say, well, the spirit is piecing these different bits of radio together to formulate a phrase, maybe a small sentence or a word, um, well, that would say then that within that one second of time that the spirit knows, the ghost knows, everything that's about to come before, through the cycle. It, it would know the cycle of all the stations it's going to hit, the little bits of chatter that are going to come through, and then piece those together to formulate you know, the word or phrase. That, that's a lot for the ghost to have to do. <laughs> Um some of these spirits that we're trying to communicate with, you know, are hundreds of years old and have no idea what our radio is. So for them to do that, no, I'm 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 not buying that. I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but that's where I'll stay with, with Ghost Box. Um I don't I I don't hammer people for using them. Um I have I've been with people that have hammered people for using Ghost Box. If you want to use a Ghost Box, fine. If that's your method, fine. I'm not going to disparage you. Have at it. That's the way you want to investigate. Fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I'm not going to use them is the thing. Uh, that is Ghostbox. Other devices like the Ovilus. Kind of the same thing. Now, the Ovilus is the one in which you know, you're speaking questions out into the air, and then sometimes there's an uh, electromagnetic pulse that kicks off a word. It's got a 5,000-word dictionary. It kicks off a word out of the dictionary from the device. So how does the spirit know to go into the, the microchip on the device that has the word stored to pull out a specific word and throw that out into, into the ether? Um You know, even right now, having, I mean, my career, I have a 30-year career in in computers. You know, I have a degree in simulation programming. I wouldn't, at this day, would not know how to physically go into a microchip and pull out a word. I could, with a piece of computer code and using a computer terminal and all that, know how to do that. But physically, like... It would just take my phone, like reach into it, pull a word off the microchip, and throw it out. No, I wouldn't know how to do that myself right now. And then you're expecting a spirit that's 100 years old to know how to do that. That's not happening. Interesting thing that I saw happen one time during a paranormal investigation a couple of guys that I used to uh, investigate with. The one had a an novelist, and I have it in my hand. I'm playing around with it, and I'm switching between modes. And I notice that every time I switch between the modes it would all of a sudden kick out two words on the oculus. i'm like oh that's interesting and i click it to another mode and boom two words would pop up and they're just completely random words and so i've realized hey every time i move to another mode boom two words boom two words it's basically there is an electromagnetic pulse inside the device that yes this thing does it, it feels an electromagnetic pulse and it just spits out random words And, you know, so it gets that little e-impulse off of switching the modes, kicks out two words because there's a little little e-impulse. The one, the the guy whose device it was, was, oh, wow. It starts clicking between modes to pop up two words, and he suddenly thinks he's having a conversation. I was just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) He's just flipped between modes. And standing in the middle of this room of a great historic place, thinking he's having a conversation. It's like, dude, you're just kicking off a little E impulse by switching the modes and generating random words or not having a conversation. Bizarre. but, But people do that. So uh, Sarah asks, based on where we are technologically and energetically, what would make it easier for spirit to communicate? That is a wonderful question. I mean, I still think it just comes down to, you know, it's it's all energy. It's all some sort of form of electromagnetism. So just something to pick up that electromagnetism and generate it into the air. Again, I think just that basic concept of a speaker does work. What would the, the trick would be trying to find a way to better capture what the spirit is saying to kick it through that speaker and that's the trick all these other devices you know I'm, I'm not I'm not faulting for the developers of thinking outside the box um, you know they're, they're trying to use our current technology uh, which is great I just don't necessarily believe they work like again the apps on the phone it's kind of the same thing with the spirit box. you know i I don't think that you know they're they're able to do that with a phone um, you know and, and kick out words and same thing. it's it's the same concept. I mean they have oelis type apps for the phone and spirit box type apps for the phone and all that and it's to I me mean, it's the same thing they they just that's not how. Uh, they communicate energetically, and, and basically, all those devices are looking for is some sort of little EM pulse. I've seen ones. it was on an investigation. I was actually helping with an investigation at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And this poor guy, he had his laptop computer, and his face was essentially in the computer during the whole investigation. So we went, went from room to room to room, and he had you know one of those apps on there. I finally figured out what was going on. Uh, how this app was just kicking stuff off, because at one point in time. He spoke into the thing and it kicked out his own voice with what he said. And he's all like, "Oh wow, it it kicked back my own voice at me." You know, that sort of thing. And it's like, "Dude, do you realize what just happened here?" You know, with this computer program, it basically was recording his voice when when he said something into it. Through the microphone of the laptop, it was grabbing his voice, putting it into the program, jumbling it up. This is what's was supposed to happen. Modulate it and kick it back. However, at this particular point in time, it skipped a couple of those steps. Glitch in the matrix, glitch in the programming, it happens. And it just kicked his voice right back out at him with what he said. Uh, it, It didn't go through the other processes for whatever reason within the programming you know some for some reason it didn't go into those other loops to you know, modulate the voice and you know come up with something random or whatever it for whatever reason it bypassed that part of the code and went down to the bottom where you know it's supposed to kick it back out you know glitches happen um and so knowing how to program i see how a lot of these different apps uh can basically fake what's going on? That's why I don't trust a lot of them. It's like, I, I, I know how that could be faked. You know, I, I, and I don't know the programmer personally, so... Eh. But again, with, with many people, I appreciate that they're trying different things. people are thinking outside of the box, and they're trying to come up with different means and ways to use technology to interact with spirit. I don't think we've quite gotten there with, with some of this modern technology. I think a lot of it we're not really quite there yet, but you know, maybe some of these are precursors to other devices that will actually work, and we have to go through some of these growing pains first. So, all right. So that said about ghost boxes, Ovilus's apps. There is one that we do use on paranormal investigations that I do believe can be not always can be at times used for spirit communication and that's a device like the K2. Now, with the K2, when this thing starts lighting up, it does not mean there's a ghost present. It's not a ghost detector. And I believe there are a lot of paranormal investigators that do actually use it as a ghost detector. And that's not what this is. but there are times, you know, it basically it tells you what, when there's a, an electromagnet, pulsar's electromagnetic field nearby. But there are times in which all of a sudden, you, you know, you're asking questions, you're doing an EVP session, and you start noticing that the lights are kicking up whenever you, you, you ask a question and you get a response, there's an EVP, especially like during first EVPs, you get a response, oh, there's a response there, but you notice that the K2 had also lit up during that time. Uh, or as you're asking questions, you know, boom, boom, it's you know, it's it's doing something. Um, the story I love to tell about this is being on an old uh, World War II plane uh, at in a hangar. We actually got to be on this plane to serve, you know, combat time during World War II. Doing an EVP session, got got the meters out and everything. Nothing, 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 nothing. Finally, I start saying something about, hey, I was in the Air Force. I know that the history of that as it came out of the old army air corps which is what you would have flown for and then boom all of a sudden we start getting all kinds of interaction here you know on the k2 and we start asking questions k2 lights up we're getting evps find out that it was the navigator uh from the the plane during that time so it's not always you, you cannot always use this to uh speak to a spirit and i see so many people say um if you're here, make the K2 light up. And, I mean, a lot of these spirits have no idea what in the world a K2 is. You know, you have to, like, walk them through and explain it. So, um, other things and wow, we went, we're almost to the end of our time. And I've got, like, a whole chunk here still left to, uh, to go through. So, uh, Ouija boards, or Ouija boards, whichever one you want to call it uh you know those have been around the old talking boards for what uh, almost 150 years now uh, you know that they, they came out of the spiritualism movement still used today to try to talk to spirit and so i will get that question a lot what do you think of of ouija boards well it, honestly it's not very different than say a digital audio recorder it's you know a means in which we are trying to communicate with spirit i think that where people get into trouble is they don't know how to use it properly I don't use a Ouija board because I don't know how to use it properly. I haven't been trained in it. Um, and I'm, I'm at this point, I'm not going to get it trained in it. You know, I have my tools that I use and they work. Um, but there are people out there that do know how to use it properly and are able to use it as a wonderful tool for communicating with spirit. Where people get into trouble is it's marketed as a toy. It's marketed as a game. And so you have the girls at the slumber party not being sexist, but this story is told. I I've, I've had all kinds of people tell me the same story where, you know, they had their girlfriends over for a slumber party when they were teenagers and they had the Ouija board out and basically they're being goofy. They're having a good time and you know, they're trying to find out, you know, if this boy likes them or whatever. And all of a sudden something gets flown uh, across the room and the spirit is upset. Well, Here's what's going on is, you know, you have these girls, you know, playing around, having a good time. The spirit sees a beacon like, hey, you know, there's people over here trying to communicate with spirits. So they come into the room and they see that they're not taking it seriously. They're trying to make themselves known, but here's all these people goofing around and aren't taking it seriously and really you know, aren't listening to them when they say, hey, we want to talk to you, but they're not really trying to talk to each other, just goofing off about, you know, which boy they like or whatever. And so the spirit gets upset and throws the radio across the room. So it it comes down to, you know, intent. That's why these these people get into trouble is because they didn't really have the intention to seriously communicate with spirit. And that's where the problems happen. And then they don't close, you know, the conversation properly, all those crazy things start happening. So they just don't know how to use it properly. That's why people get into trouble with uh, Ouija boards. Um, so you're talking about scrying there. Um, the scrying, you know, an, another method, of course, using a mirror or a crystal ball. Um, you know, kind of soften the light and you know, see what kind of imagery you get. I don't know a ton about scrying, but um, I, I certainly know it's a method to try to communicate with. Um, pendulums, so I, I actually do have a uh, a pendulum here, and I've used this a few different times. Um, I Have a live video at Spiral Mounds where you can see me using this, and on top of uh, the Brown Mound, which um, was an old temple complex, you know the pendulum is is doing its thing uh, on the top of the on the top of the mound. Um, this was you know a, a gift. Basically, I held it in my hand. My my friend Sabrina on a paranormal investigation was. Um, Know, kind of showing me the different you know stones and pendulums and stuff she had and i picked this up and like boom it was like total you know energetic shock in my hand I'm like wow and she's like well it's never called to me it seems like it's calling to you you can have it i was like wow and so she was kind of showing me some things with it like you know show me your yes show me your no And it was interesting because when i did that like the yes went one way and the no went another and i was like okay that's cool but i haven't you know used it enough to to really You'll go out on an investigation and, and try to uh, and try to use it that way, and uh, and I forgot it's over there. My dowsing rods, dowsing rods would be another kind of old school way. But I like the old school way because you're using elements of the earth, right? So uh, this one's a tiger eye, using something that actually came out of the earth to you know, try to communicate with other energy that's around you. So there is an in an energy to uh, the stone here, of course, the dowsing rods, you know, you, you uh, well, there are still people that use it today for, you know, finding things in the ground, you know, whether it's old pipes or water sources or what have you. It is absolutely used for that. When I was on the Alaska Triangle, they had me up there with dowsing rods uh, trying to find, uh, you know, some of those energy grid lines up there. And I, I believe that I had found one going from the top of the mountain down into Anchorage. It may have gone over the top of the mountain, but we were walking all the way up there and over the top to see if it did. Uh, so, you know, these are like old school methods to, you know, try to pick up energy and try to be able to, um, uh, interact with spirit. Now there are pendulum boards as well, kind of like a Ouija board, but for the pendulum and uh, people use that as well. And one of the times that I was at, uh, the, the fairy plantation investigating there, uh, there was a group that had brought one of those pendulum boards there. And, uh, the, the people that were running the place, uh, actually got upset because again, they had kind of that fear and phobia of, you know, people using Ouija boards, and it's like, well, if these people know what they're doing with it, then it's probably okay, you know, they're just, you're using an old school device with another old school device together to try to communicate with spirit, so, um, and yeah, Nicole, it's the pendulum I used the very first time that you were on the show, absolutely, (laughs) Uh, Rick Gabbert, what are your thoughts on sisters who would use the table tipping during the seance? Well, that's the Fox sisters. Uh, the Fox sisters did admit uh, at, at one point that, uh, that basically it, that was all a show, uh, that they had figured out when they were young how to actually make the, the noises. The, uh, the pops were actually crackings of different joints on their bodies. And they had fooled their mother with this one night and it basically got around the town and the mother was bringing in uh, other people because they were saying, you know, they were interacting with a spirit uh, to fool their mom. And so it just, it it blew way out of proportion. Um, You know, are are some of the table tipping moments real? Well, here's what I'll say. For a spirit to interact with you, you don't need to tip a table. Right, there are a lot of different ways to can communicate with you or interact with you. That doesn't mean it won't tip a table, but you know, for those big seances to be basically concentrated on table tipping, it's like, well, okay, that's that's theatrical because um, there are a lot of other ways it could communicate. Uh, Victoria, candle flame communications. Yes, that is another way using the flame of a candle to be able to communicate. And, um, I know Nicole does candle magic. Uh, I, I'll say this. I don't know a whole lot about how the, the flame works, but I have, um, you get mesmerized by that flame and I have sent, it wasn't necessarily spirit communication, but I have sent intention out to flames before to make it rise. So the one real big moment, I was a kid, I was in high school. Um, I grew up Catholic. So I was at some mass we were doing for confirmation. I was bored out of my mind because the priest is droning on and on. I'm in the front row and I'm looking toward the, uh, the baptistry that has, you know, big, tall candle and there's, you know, flame and I'm just kind of staring at it. And in my mind, I'm sitting out to the flame. I don't even know why I started thinking it, but I'm like higher, higher, and the flame starts going higher and higher. It probably you know got a couple of feet up into the air before I realized what, what I was doing I was like, whoa whoa whoa. And you know once I kind of snapped out of that hypnosis is really what it was, it flame came back down. So it wasn't really spirit communication, but um, yeah you, you can you can certainly use uh, candle flame for a variety of different things. Uh, Victoria says I blew up three candles last month. Interesting. Um, and Nicole says one time we accidentally got into a candle where we were both concentrating the same candle and didn't know, uh, we were intending for it to do different things. Yeah, we did that. Um, was that about a month ago? Uh, you know, we had, we had some candles out. We were doing some different things and, uh, yeah, we were kind of both concentrating on, on the flame and making it do different things. So, and that was the first time, um, in a long long time that i tried to do something like that with with candle flame and um I, I think really because that first time the flame had gotten so high and i spooked myself with it, it's like well i might not want to play with that too much because i don't want to like burn a building down um okay so speaking of nicole she's a uh, psychic medium so i mean obviously you can you know Go to a psychic medium and have them communicate with a loved one for you, so that they can. And I don't know how all that works, but you know they have these you know amazing abilities in which they are able to touch base with people that are on the other side uh, to re- to receive messages for the person that you know they're having their session with. So like I go to Nicole and I say, hey, you know I want to find out how my grandfather is doing. She would sit there and tune into my grandfather. Or my grandmother or you know maybe my uncle who just passed away or whomever and say well yeah they have these messages for you and, and there's you know a series of different things like you know they'll identify themselves first uh with some different imagery that you're familiar with so that you know it's this person and then the messages will start coming through so you can use a, a medium for that um there are some mediums also channels so this is where you know essentially a they will let their uh their bodies be open so that the spirit can actually uh, take a form of control to actually come through and speak through, you know, like physically speak through uh, the medium that, that's channeling. And so that is another way in which you know, these people with these amazing abilities, um, you know, can allow spirit to communicate through them and so that you can receive communication from, from spirit. Um, I know I'm kind of going quick here at the end because we're, we're at the time, and I apologize for that. So we'll just have to kind of come back and do this topic again one evening. Uh, there's also tarot cards and oracle cards. So Nicole, let me borrow this deck here for a moment. This is uh, the like psychic tarot for the heart oracle deck, uh, which you know is is quite interesting. So this one kind of adheres more toward. Uh, you know people who want to communicate with a specific loved one so here's a share of the love um, i'm talking about balance so this one has a lot of imagery that that caters to that uh, trust uh, coming together so you can use tarot cards to also uh you know speak with with spirit of uh loved ones or people that are on the other side of, of course you can just do a general reading And in those cases, it may be your spirit guides that are, uh, you know, giving you some sort of of message or guidance through the cards uh, and and not necessarily a loved one. But you can use the cards uh, to also speak uh, to a loved one and be able to communicate with them that way as well. And speaking of Nicole, uh, she actually is uh, she's going to have a course coming out here, Embracing Heaven, which teaches Uh, several methods uh, that that she uses and that you can use you know whether it's it's this or some of these other methods that we've been talking about or you know using your own innate abilities uh, to be able to communicate with spirit and be able to communicate with loved ones called embracing heaven and that's going to be available in about another two to three weeks so be on the lookout for that because nicole always has a lot of great material out there so plugging that for her of course. So, um, yeah, I, again, kind of sped up here at the end. Uh, I didn't really want to, but we're at our hour and, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do. We do this for an hour. So I uh, really appreciate everybody, uh, that joined the live stream here out at, uh, the beyond the shadows secret page. <laughs> so this will go up on audio of course, uh, later on during the week. Uh, at uh, you know Spotify, iHeartRadio, of course KGRAdb.com. Uh, it's KGRA Radio. Uh, on well, this it'll go up uh, midnight on Saturday. So a lot of other places you can get the audio. So as far as the video, this will get posted onto the Connected Universe Portal site. So if you only caught part of this. Uh, like I, I think I saw Carrie came in a little bit on the later side, or some people uh, had to take off. You can get the recorded version full thing uh, out there, the connected universe portal member site that is under uh, right at the top. there, beyond the shadows. And you can go into that. Of course, member site also has the behind the scene videos, sneak peeks, the monthly Q and a all the articles, all that great stuff. Plus a community section where you guys can have all kinds of, you know, crazy conversations with each other. Actually, I have, that's where the questions for the monthly Q&A go up, and I have some other, you know, topics and categories that uh, I've put up there for people to interact with. So um, let's keep the conversation going in there. I will actually go ahead and, and post a topic in there uh, later tonight so we can keep this conversation going on there out at uh, ConnectedUniversePortal.com. So, all right, everybody, you have a great night. Until next time.